1: you're listening to MoneyFM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your Market View. Now, we're going to be talking all about credit markets within Asia today after the recent jumbo rate hikes by U.S. Federal Reserve rattled markets and hurt <laughs> demand for homes and mortgages. Now, just look at Hong Kong. The city's home prices, for one, fell 2.3% in August from a month ago, the lowest in over three years. And back home in Singapore, major banks such as UOB and DBS have temporarily seized their fixed-rate home loans for now to review their rates. Now on that note, we want to find out more about how the recent and further anticipated rate hikes by the Fed would weigh on Asia's banks. Rena Kwok, credit analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence, joins us on the line. Hi, Rena. Hi,
0: Tian Tian. How are you? Thanks for having me today. Re-
1: Thanks for joining us on a Friday as well, Rina. So Rina, maybe let's start with uh, Southeast Asia. Rising interest rates being one of them, but what are the major headwinds for Southeast Asian banks? Should we be worried about these lenders at this point in time?
0: Sure, I think. Thanks for the question, Tian Tian. Now, Southeast Asian banks could face rising loan impairment risk amid the increased borrowing costs. And other headwinds includes China's economic slowdown and a potentially sharper-than-expected slump in the global demand. Now, that being said, most of the lenders in our peer group are well able to offset these factors with their robust risk buffers. Now, to put things into perspective, Singapore banks' large management overlays could fully cover modest amount of stress loans, and Thai and Indonesian banks' ample provisions could mitigate potential credit risk as the relief measures end next year.
1: Right. Let's talk about performance of bonds. How's the dollar senior unsecured bond fairing in this climate? What does it mean for Southeast Asian banks?
0: Sure. If we take a closer look on the Southeast Asian dollar senior unsecured bonds, they are broadly yielding about 4 to 6%, and that is mostly aligned mm. with their ratings. And we expect this trend to continue despite the rising headwinds that we see, partly due to their healthy risk buffers to cushion risk and aided by the debt relief measures in some of these countries. Now, among the BB range rate appears. Indonesian state banks' dollar seniors due 2024 are trading much wider than comparables from the large Philippine banks, despite their higher high systemic importance as well as the stronger capital buffers.
1: And uh, against the backdrop of monetary tightening around the region, how would this impact uh, Southeast Asian banks' asset quality? Then,
0: yeah, I agree. This is. Definitely one, a key aspect that, you know, many people are focusing on. Now, we actually think that Southeast Asian banks' asset quality pressure that is due to the monetary tightening might be modest as economies reopen and create the tailwinds that could boost local demand as well as travel in this region. Now, that being said, a sharper than expected slump in the global demand remains a key risk to watch for these lenders. Now, we expect the potential credit losses could be partly offset by most of the lenders ample provisions, as well as the prudent underwriting as part of the macro potential measures in place in some of these countries. And credit cost normalization could slow in second half, as most of the lenders are cautious of their asset quality as the risks rise in the sector. And we expect Singapore banks to lead the period towards record low credit costs.
1: Right. And so, Rina, I want to zoom in on Singapore. We've seen the housing market slowing down in Hong Kong, but how would rising rates impact mortgage demand here in Singapore?
0: Now, that's a very interesting question. And with the, you know, the recent property cooling measures that we see uh, that was just released last night. Right. Now, the current buoyant <laughs> <yeah, the current laughs> mortgage demand is led by the positive supply and demand dynamics as well as the F. That inflation ability ability that could be a potential bright spot for Singapore Bank's loans, even as the Singapore Bank's overall lending is slightly slow in the second half amid the rising rates. Uh, that being said, we expect the Singapore bank's mortgage demand could fall significantly once the interest rate rise above 4%, as it would hurt the borrower's disposable incomes as their ability to cover the basicness. Now, based on the cooling measures that were released last night. The new interest, medium term interest rate um, applied to residential loans has been increased from the previously 3.5% to 4%. And, you know, this is actually in line with what we see because anything that's Significantly above 4% for the interest rate that would eat into the uh the demand from uh the borrowers.
1: I'm not looking too good, isn't it, for us home buyers. Uh, if you're tuning in, we are now speaking to Rena Kwok, credit analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. So, Rena, tell us on the whole, what is the outlook for Singapore Bank's overall lending momentum for the second half of this year?
0: Sure, I think as mentioned earlier, we, we do expect Singapore bank's overall lending momentum for the second half to slow as the rising rates is likely to dampen the credit demand. Now, consumer spending as well as sectors such as transport and storage, manufacturing, wholesale retail trade, which are more affected by the external and trade factors, could be impacted. But however, you know, this could be offset by improving loan demand from certain sectors such as the construction. The aviation, the hospitality, and air travel amid the pent-up demand, as well as at the easing of the COVID nineteen restrictions, as most of the lenders are still well below the pandemic levels.
1: Right, and uh, speaking of bank performance, I can't help wonder which Singapore bank's mortgage book might be best placed among rising rates.
0: I mean, this is an interesting question. Now, we actually believe that DBS mortgages, superior asset quality and larger than peers, mortgage book could be best placed amid rising rates. Now, if we take a closer look at DBS mortgages, now the average probability of default for DBS mortgages that are rated under its internal ratings model stood below 1% uh, in the second quarter this year. And this what's comparable to the pre-pandemic levels, despite the increasing hitmen that we see since the onset of the pandemic.
1: Right. So how does it compare with its peers here in Singapore?
0: So we generally, if we take a look into the Singapore bank's mortgages, uh, book, they are actually pretty resilient through the various credit cycles. Uh, the probability of default from all of the same banks mortgages to below 3% throughout this uh, entire credit cycle. And this is largely due to the macroprudential measures in place we have in Singapore, and the tight underwriting that we have from the banks, as well as the low loan-to-value ratios uh, from the lenders, um, spread by the lenders. And this will help to keep the risk profile resilient for the mortgages. And with the recent property cooling measures that were implemented, this will help to make sure um, the asset quality of the mortgages both in Singapore remains re- resilient amid the rising rates.
1: Prudent management indeed. we uh, I want to take us away from Southeast Asia to look at the broader Asian markets, in particular South Korea. Uh, you have a research note talking about South Korea's banking sector and of course saying that there is varying performance between digital and traditional banks there. So tell us more about that and the reasons behind the difference in performance.
0: Thanks, I think it's always interesting to look into the South Korean banking sector. Now, we actually expect the asset quality differential between the big four South Korean banks as well as the fintech-only banks to widen in the second half, as the relatively weaker credit quality of the latest group borrowers could pose more risk amid the rising borrowing costs, given the elevated household debt risk in South Korea. Now, that being said, South Korea fintech banks. Improve risk buffers could partly offset the increasing asset quality pressure that we see. Now, just to share on the context, as of second quarter this year, K Bank gross loan, uh, gross bad loans ratio at about twelve point six percent was modestly mm-hmm. above the average of the big four South Korean banks. While you know, Kau Kau Bank's uh gross bad loan ratio was just slightly above the major banks.
1: I mean, as a layperson, I would think that a digital bank would mean that, uh, there would be you know, lower cost involved in, in operating a, a whole banking infrastructure.
0: Has has that helped the performance of digital banks there in South Korea? I think definitely cost is one aspect to look at. But as we enter into a rising rate environment, we have mm. to consider the funding cost of the uh, fintech banks versus the major mm. banks as well, because if Essentially, whether rising rates is beneficial for the banks itself is whether the widening interest margins could outperform that of the potential credit impact that we see as borrowing costs rise. And in this case, we do see the impact of the widening interest margins for the big four South Korean banks could outweigh the potential credit impact for for them, but this is less so for the fintech-only banks.
1: Right. And finally, uh, Rina, before we let you go, I just want to find out if there's anything that we've missed out earlier that you think our listeners uh, should be aware of.
0: I think, um, you know, are uh, uh, some of the key risks to watch out for the, uh, this region's banks. Uh, I would say uh, definitely with the rising headwinds, asset quality is one key aspect to look out for. And of course, we believe most of the margin side of story have been uh, actually uh, impressed into the bank's boards as well. So asset quality, that's definitely one of the key risks to watch out for in the second half this year.
1: Asset risk indeed. Uh, thank you very much, Rina That was Rina Kwok, credit analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence, joining us on the line.
0: Thanks, Tian Have a good one. Thank you.
1: You have a good one too. Take care.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.